This is going to sound really weird to you on your end, but uh, okay, that's good. <laughs> I thought for I thought for a second my audio levels were like out of sync, but no, they're I mean they're not exactly equal, but they're close enough. I mean, I know, I, mine's actually out of sync. My audio levels because of the sound mixer. There, it's extremely mm-hmm. sensitive. I, I know it is. I'm I'm afraid to touch these knobs because I know it'll take a while for me to get it back to where it was, and I can't just put them all up to max because then it just is too too much. <laughs> it's too much, man. All right, cannot take it, Captain. everyone and welcome to anime club after dark the podcast that delves into all things anime manga and otaku culture related i'm your host alex but you can call me senpai and join me tonight i just have our czar of source material john do you have a moment to talk about our lord and savior jesus christ (laughs) okay okay jehovah's witness calm down (laughs) is that who says that in my personal experience it's been who said it (laughs) I don't even know. So I don't even know with the religions very well. So, <laughs> oh, that, that's great! You're the perfect person to talk about. What we're going to be talking about tonight. So yeah, that's that is exactly what we're going to be talking about tonight. Religion, not only in anime and manga, but also uh, a little bit here in the beginning. I want to talk about religion in the culture of uh, modern day Japan. So, John, yes. You were the one who actually went and found uh, a little bit of research on this topic. So do you want to like maybe give a brief rundown of how uh, religious groups break down in Japan, at least mo- uh, modern Japan? So basically it's about 70% Buddhism, 70% Shinto, and like 7% other. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you may be wondering, John, do you not know how to do math? That's way over 100%. <laughs> And you're yeah. right. Me no math good. Me no good <laughs> mathing. Okay. You can quote me on that, guys. Um, I may know a lot of things, but I don't know math. Uh, we, after a, some research and looking at um, research papers and studies and what, what the fuck consensus is that were done in Japan, these are just the answers that they gave us. Um, I personally believe the reason why, you know, 70% Buddhist, 70% Shinto is because there's a mix of people who believe in Buddhism and Shintoism. (laughs) Budos. Budos. The Budos and the Shintos. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think there's probably a lot of overlap in those numbers, and there's probably a lot of people that follow both aspects of both religions. Yeah, and um, I'm going to preface this again in case you didn't think i was serious i don't know that much about religion so (laughs) please don't quote us for anything for your research papers um yeah i may actually in the in the description of this episode i may actually link to some of the the sources that we used for this just for clarification so even if it's wrong now you know that we uh we actually used 
what was legitimate sources at the time <laughs> because i think some of these some of these studies that we used are a couple of years old so some of these numbers may have changed around a little bit yeah uh but uh, in the course of your research you actually taught me about a concept that i had never actually heard of but the more you described it to me the more it made sense it's this concept of being born shinto married christian and dying buddhist yeah so one thing that i for some reason particularly remember when i was reading through different sources of uh source material for manga and light novels and <laughs> because you know that's your name yeah Zor, 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 source material. material i remember I, I came across this and i thought it was interesting and i, I did look it up um so Basically, the saying in Japan is, you're born Shinto, you get married Christian, and you die Buddhist. And the reason for that is because when you're born as a baby, you do Shinto rites, and they do a lot of Shinto religion-related things. Um, don't ask me what specific ones, because <laughs> I didn't look into that much, but uh, they still do Shinto rites. And... Normally, when people get married in Japan, they don't do traditional Japanese weddings. They do Christian weddings with a chapel and a wedding gown. And Christianity is only like, what, less than 2 or 3%. Yeah, there's about, about maybe 2 million people in, in the entirety of Japan that say that they identify as some denomination of Christian. And I believe most of those, like 80% or so, are Catholics. Yeah, so it's not very widespread. And... um. When you die, they go to the Buddhist temple and they do the Buddhist rites for, like, how to handle funerals. And you see that a lot in anime, too, you know, with the whole, like, um, they got the monks that came over and they have the little picture and they have the little little offering bell. And then when they have the altar for, like, people who have passed away, that's all Buddhist. So it isn't the uh, – I, I may be wrong about this, but isn't the um, pouring water on a headstone, isn't that a Buddhist – tradition too for someone who's died or is that a shinto thing i don't know i don't know um i just know it's something i see in anime a lot i'm pretty sure they do that when they do oban and oban i'm pretty sure is not buddhist but don't quote me because again we're we're just a couple of nov like uh fuck not novices damn can't fucking novices yes that's there you go i was about to say novelist i was like no we're not novelists. novelist <laughs> We're um we're novices when I mean, it comes to this topic. So I mean maybe maybe one day we'll be novelists. Yeah, I don't think so. I just I think I think that concept is really like unique, I would say, maybe in Japanese culture. Maybe it's also in other Asian cultures as well. Maybe it's in like South Korean culture as well. I don't know. Um So But I can you see a lot of Christian symbology in like everyday life in in Japanese culture though. Which is true. A couple things I want to talk about before we talk about anime is how Japan treats religion in their own society. So, according to this um, study, about a third of the people in Japan are actually religious. So, 70% don't actually identify with a religion, which is super crazy. Because when you think about it, like at least here in America, we just went above, um, I think it was like 40% agnostic, where we don't believe in anything and it's a crazy concept because it's almost double that number that the citizens in japan don't believe and it's like wow uh living here in america christianity is super big yeah especially but, the further south you go <laughs> yeah especially 
go down to the Bible Belt. Da- down here where I live, Jesus Christ is big here. Yeah. Well, he's our Lord and Savior. <laughs> so, um, and I wanted to bring up these statistics before we talk about the uh, anime because it's just something that's interesting. In their own society, they aren't very religious, but they still celebrate a lot of religious holidays. Um, like, I know with Shinto religion and Buddhism, they celebrate, like, at New Year's with the whole the eagle and the eggplant. You know, they have traditional foods that they eat. They still celebrate things like um, Oban, which is, whether it's Shinto or Buddhist, I don't know. But these are, like, overtly religious events that they still do. They also celebrate Tanabata. Haruhi taught me that. Tanabata? Yeah. Oh, is that the bamboo thing, the wishing thing? Yes. Yeah. You do that in the summer, I believe. I just I learned that no from cool. Haruhi. I've never forgotten it. And then, um, and, and it's not limited to just the religions that are primarily in Japan that apparently some people identify with. Uh, they also celebrate Western holidays, primarily Christmas and Valentine's Day. Now, Although Halloween is getting a kind of a, a surgence recently as well. Yeah. So. It's it's weird that for Christmas, for example, less than 3% of the population in Japan are actually Christian, yet a lot of people celebrate Christmas. We see it in so much anime, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there are anime and, that have actual Christmas episodes. I mean, like one of the most famous is the K-On! Christmas episode, which is cute as fuck. Yeah, and it, it's just super crazy because I when I think of like when we talk about like uh, slice of life animes, we usually see a Christmas episode. Yeah, and it's pretty cool, you know. Like that's something that the Japanese people really like doing. They they really like celebrating other cultures, but they don't have to be like super into it. Like they don't have to be Christian to do Christmas, which is great. You know, that's cr- that's a cool thing. They kind of took it, the culture and changed it. You know, changed it to their own, where it's mainly about. Fried chicken, um, about KFC. It is. There's a funny story about that too. A lot of people probably know this one, but uh, if you want the Christmas set for chicken, you have to order it like a month in advance because it's so popular in demand for um, getting fried chicken for Christmas. That's such a just a thing. Foreign concept to people here in America that you have to be put on a waiting list for a bucket of chicken. (laughs) I know. Well, it's because, you know, here we can, we don't, we normally can just go to the store and what do we have for Christmas? We have ham. You know, there's yeah. not a, really a Christmas turkey, but we do ham. Um, it's all I know, quite honestly, because all we do at my house is ham. I mean, here in the south where I live, it's a lot about, like, uh, root vegetables. We have a lot of potatoes, greens, carrots. Yeah. So, it's, it is kind of bizarre that... <laughs> But, again, it's because they don't generally consume that much meat in Japan. Mm. It's another thing about their society, if you didn't know. Uh, They eat a lot of fish, vegetables, and fish, but not, like, chicken or beef or pork. Uh, Recently, in recent years, they have started eating more. The world, in general, has started eating more meat, thanks to America being America. (laughs) America! And uh, this is off subject, so I'm going to bring it back, because this... uh, it's just crazy, you know. They have adopted something that is deeply rooted in America. You know, Christmas is a fucking giant thing in America. Oh yeah, it's a month long um, thing, really. <laughs> talking about it. it starts like literally after Halloween. 
Halloween <laughs> Christmas starts and it don't stop. <laughs> I just like there's that um, there's that meme that I've seen for the last couple of years of a turkey beating the shit out of Santa Claus and get stay in your lane, old man. <laughs> yeah. Well, we shouldn't be celebrating Thanksgiving anyway. It's a terrible. Oh holiday. God, fuck off. But, <laughs> but fuck Christopher Columbus. Um, <laughs> nothing to do with Columbus. <laughs> I know. I know. Anyway, uh, the other holiday would be Valentine's Day. So Valentine's Day in America, at least, isn't that giantly celebrated. Uh, it is a Hallmark holiday. So, you know, buy some roses and some chocolates for your loved ones. I remember growing up throughout all school, we would give each other presents and uh, Valentine's cards and chocolates and shit like that. But as an adult, you don't really celebrate it outside of like with your loved ones. And by that, I mean you're like significant others yeah. specifically. Like if you're dating or if you're married. Yeah. Like I remember back even in high school, for example, in college, like you didn't really give your friends a friend friend chocolates like they do in Japan. Mm. And it's funny how how they adopted Valentine's Day as well. So we see a lot of Valentine's episodes, right? Where on Valentine's Day, the girl needs to give the guy his present. And it can either be obligatory gift, present, or it could be like, if you make it homemade, it means I love you. And it's a huge trope. But it's also interesting to see, like, that's how Japan thinks it works, you know? Like, they have adopted it to their own culture. It's very interesting. They've also turned it into, um, like, two separate days as well because they celebrate Valentine's Day. But then a month later, they also celebrate White Day, which is basically the opposite, where it's the uh, men that give the they reciprocate and give the women that gave them gifts gifts of their own yeah and it's super cool that they adopted that and made it their own thing and i think it's actually pretty awesome that the guys reciprocate and they can use that as like a function of like all right so you gave me handmade chocolates but i returned to you an obligatory gift it's kind of a subtle way to say i don't want to date you but thank you for your, uh, like thank you for your feelings yeah. and i was like that's that's a cool thank concept. you for your consideration like, <laughs> Yeah, and I'm not sure how big Valentine's Day is anywhere else in the world. Uh, as far as I know, Valentine's is like it's something in Europe. It started in Europe, I believe. Yeah, I mean, right? it is. It is. It's not really thought of anymore, at least in America, as a religious holiday. But it's it's properly called Saint Valentine's Day. Like it is a religious holiday. It started as a religious holiday, and it was a celebration of love. Yeah, of Saint Valentine. Yeah, of Saint Valentine, the patron saint of love. <laughs> Yeah. So I knew that much, but I'm just speaking of my experience of how Valentine's Day is in America versus how it is in Japan. Hmm. And it's it obviously it's become more of a hallmark holiday in Japan as well. Like obviously White Day was created to market like, oh, well, we still have a shit ton of chocolates. Hey, guys, you should give a gift back to those girls that gave you gifts. It's like, hey, we got all this leftover chocolate that no one bought on Valentine's Day. Why don't you give it back? <laughs> exactly. And um. And for the last one, Halloween is kind of celebrated in Japan. Uh, as far as I know, it's mainly used for, like, adult stuff, like bars. And, like, you said there was a, a celebration, a giant Halloween thing yeah, there's in Shibuya. Yeah, every, every year for, like, the last, I think, five or six years or so, there's been a huge, like, they shut down, like, two or three streets in the Shibuya Ward. 
Um, mm-hmm. uh, and they just turn it into a huge street, like impromptu street festival for one night. And it's, it's everyone getting dressed up. And there's like over the last couple of years, at least because Japan is a society that doesn't value political correctness in the least, there's been like this unspoken rule that you're supposed to become, or you're supposed to dress up in more and more politically incorrect costumes. So you actually see that's kind of yeah, funny. Yeah, you, I know it is. You actually see a lot of people like wearing white face and black face, and like they just don't give a shit. Um, and, and it, it's really fun. There's there's a couple of like uh, people on YouTube who will make videos about it every year. They'll go and, and they'll do it. But this is something that's it's somewhat recent. I think in the last decade or so that it's become a big thing. And I I do think it started out as just people going out on October 31st in like bars and stuff, and it just kind of morphed into this. Yeah, because Halloween in Japan is a perfect example of a Hallmark holiday where people, bar owners, were like, hey, what's a holiday we can take from the West and make more money off of it? They were like, fucking Halloween, man. And I I know that in the 90s, Halloween was basically un, un like it, it didn't exist. Like, yeah. The Westerners who moved to Japan, there's like there's no Halloween. The concept of it does not exist, not even a hint of it. And nowadays, like here we are almost in 2020, they're just starting to actually start celebrate it, but they still don't celebrate it like we do in the West. Like for Hollow's Eve, what you know, we have giant fucking rager parties, you get drunk, you dress up in slutty cat outfits or whatever. And, you know, you just do the American shit. Get drunk, eat fucking candy and have house parties, right? Yeah, I mean, Watch scary pretty movies. Much, I mean, as, as an adult, that's pretty much what Halloween is. As a kid, it means, oh, my God, so much candy. I'm going to barf. Yeah, and it's just interesting to see. These are, like, the three that I could find of the major Western holidays that are celebrated in Japan. Um, and that, you know, they, they, maybe there's they more. All, they all know. three have a, a really interesting, like, connection. It's that the Japanese took this uh, kind of traditionalized Western holiday and did their own thing with it. Like with, yeah. with Christmas, they did the whole thing with KFC, and you know it's kind of a a day to get together with friends and family and just eat a bunch of chicken. With Valentine's Day, they kind of do the same thing, but then they added White Day, where it's the guys get to reciprocate to the girls that did something nice for them, which we don't really have in the West. Um, and then with Halloween, it's like they've turned it into let's be as politically incorrect as we can. Let's just throw a huge fucking rager like the Americans <laughs> and shut down like three fucking streets in one of the busiest wards in Tokyo. I'm fucking down, dude. I'll fuck. I'd like that. Like, I don't care that it's not politically correct, and it's a little bit sketch. You know, like eh, we should probably shouldn't be making fun of whiteface. But uh, I mean, but it, it makes me wonder. Like, yeah, what are some other Western holidays that they might do this to? Especially ones with religious significance. I mean, the the one that kind of comes to mind for me, and I'm kind of surprised the Japanese haven't uh, lynched onto this as you know as quickly as maybe they could have. Especially seeing as how Halloween kind of started in the bar scene. I'm thinking like St. Patrick's Day is a pretty big drinking holiday. Yeah, I don't. They maybe they do that, but. I don't know. I don't. Might... I, I, if they do, I haven't heard of it. I've never seen an anime episode about any of that. No, I mean, and there's there's like maybe two or three uh, Irish characters in anime total. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because the only Western characters that exist in anime are people from America or people from England. Yeah, or France. There is a couple of French characters. Yeah, it's. 
It's not very often we see them. Yeah, I mean, that's something that's cool where they kind of took something from other religions, Western religions, specifically Christianity, and incorporated it into their own society. And it's it's not really thought of as religious in their society. But yet it is taken no. from something, some things that are very religious in ours. Exactly. And this brings me... Thank you for bearing with us, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> this brings us to our main topic of tonight. <laughs> Japanese works incorporating aspects of foreign religions. Mm. So, basically, why is your god in my anime? Um, my god's better why, than your god. Why do the Japanese people, or Japanese works, animation works, have such a huge fucking boner for Western religion? I have a theory. There's a question I ask myself all the time, especially, like, with this current season, Fire Force. For example, um... You know, with the whole, the, the nuns, the sisters, yeah. the latom. I'm like, latom. this is very, very Christian. <laughs> like, it's very religious. I went and looked it and up, and I can't remember what it sta- what it actually means, but I know latom is, hum- is Hungarian for something. I think it means, like, blessed or something like that. Oh, that the religion that they use in Fire Force is actually a real religion? No, no, the word latom. It means it's something oh. in Hungarian. I can't remember exactly what it translates to, but it's something like blessed or like worship, something like that. But so my point of bringing this up is we see a lot of uh, specifically in Western society Christian symbology in Japanese animes. Um when you think of like any of the fantasy ones, there's always a church, there's always sisters, there's always priests, you know. And I, you know, it's like, yeah, when you think of fantasy, like medieval fantasy, you do think of medieval England, right? Mm. Medieval Europe. And that's kind of the easiest image it comes up with. But it's funny enough that in these works, they don't actually explicitly state that they're Christian. Mm. They don't use crosses very often or. If they do use any religious symbology, it is maybe a, like a, t- a cross that they wear. But for the most part, they don't explicitly state that there's a religion. Yeah. It's just that, well, there's a church and there's a priest and we do blessings and stuff. So you kind of just connect the dots like, oh, yeah, it's a it's a Christian religion, right? Yeah. Because, you know. I mean, it, it is it is funny. I think it's something also you see a lot with the whole isekai trend, like there's there's typically like a religious like priestly character somewhere in there just kind of shoved in yeah and it's just weird man like it's why would you go and use a religion that's not even your religion that you don't know that much about like again less than three percent of your population is actually christian Mm -hmm. and yet quite a lot of your works you borrow from christian stuff and it's just it's weird man it's weird to me it is because again i think there's some of it where it's like the, the the whole foreign aspect of it is intriguing to a lot of people especially creators who may or may not know a whole lot about it you know outwardly um yeah so it's like what what's this really like foreign sounding or foreign looking thing that i can put in this to make it seem that much more edgy or cool it's like oh my yeah, god a crucifix like, that's perfect yeah, I mean, that's another subject that I will get into a little bit later. But there are, you know, uh, what, what do we call them? Western Abus or some West shit? West Westaboos. Uh, there are Westaboos in Japan. Uh, I know that quite a lot of Japanese people love, like, Disney mm-hmm. and, like, cowboys. And, you know, there's an America town and everything. And it's hilarious. 
I mean, it's like so one of the biggest one of the biggest manga creators out there has a huge Westabu Hirohiko Araki. He fucking loves fucking Western culture so much. He made an entire manga centered around it. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's called JoJo's and... Bizarre Adventure. <laughs> it's just weird. It's but it's also pretty cool, you know, like they have an interest in other cultures and as we've seen with their society, they will integrate other cultures into their own society and make it their own. And that's a good thing, you know. Um, I definitely would not say this is cultural appropriation. Some people have said this. Yeah. And, you know, people online, but yeah, who cares what people, people say on Twitter online. and Tumblr. <laughs> yeah. Like, the Japanese people love it when we appreciate their culture. Like, you know, there's that story of that, um, I think it was a girl on Tumblr that was wearing um, a kimono. And then some SJWs were like, "Oh, you're appropriating their culture." Oh no, blah, it was, blah, blah, it was she. She was wearing a, a kimono like inspired dress as a prom dress, and the one of the responses was, "My culture is not your goddamn prom dress." Yeah, and then actual Japanese people were like, "Uh, we don't actually care. It's actually super cool that it was also done." There's also a, a woman that, or a girl, I should say, because they were in high school, that did a China dress. And there was another woman, adult woman, that was doing, like, um, Indian mm-hmm. traditional wear, inspired wares. And people from different cultures, just like Japan, have said, it's actually cool when you respect our culture and our stuff enough that you like it as well and you incorporate it. Like, they're not making fun of the Japanese kimonos. They're not making fun of traditional garbs from around the world. They just say, hey, this is a cool fucking design. I'm going to use it. And that's a great thing. I mean, and I don't think that's necessarily um, uh, specific to Japanese people or just Asian people in general. I, I think you see it a lot where it's – there are people who will may say it's cultural appropriation, but they're definitely in the minority. Like myself, I was raised in an Irish uh, family with – you know, a lot of Irish culture was – injected into my veins i can tell you that most people in ireland uh, and irish people in general don't care if you're wearing a kilt on uh on uh saint patrick's day or you know drinking green beer we don't care we don't care (laughs) yeah because it's cool when someone celebrates your culture you know Mm -hmm. that's something that japan loves doing they love celebrating other cultures and they love it when people celebrate their culture. And you don't like, have wow. to. You don't have to be the culture that you're trying to represent, or you're trying to, you know, show respect to. To actually do that, to just show respect, or to put it in a form of fiction. Yeah, and this brings me to my next point, though: Are the Western religions being represented correctly? Now, <laughs> I I made this note because, as you guys know, I love Overlord. No, I, I, remember... I never would have guessed you loved Overlord so damn much. I know. Um, the main character, Ainz, says... Bone Daddy. He says, Greater love has no one more than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. And he's like, I think that was from the Gospel of Mark. And I looked it up. <laughs> um, I'm not religious. I don't know anything about Christianity. But... I'm pretty sure that's not the Gospel of Mark. I'm pretty sure that's John 15, 13. But who who am I to know, right? I'm not Christian, so I guess I can't say. But are uh, our, our Western religions represented correctly? I would say it's what I 50-50. Think, <laughs> well, what I think about it is that 
you know, like we were saying, there's a lot of people in Japan who do have boners for religion, and they're like, oh, it's just super cool and edgy if I include something from something Christian like, you know, obviously, like if I quote of uh, Corinthians or something or read some Psalms when I'm about to execute a fucking vampire <laughs> and um, ashes to ash, dust to dust. <laughs> um, <laughs> or what's that? What's that fucking line from Helsing? Uh, oh, fuck. It's it's in English, too. So it's really funny when it happens. If anyone does not That's know the... the Lord, Jesus Christ, let him be <laughs> accused. Oh, Lord, come. Amen. Yeah, I like I like the uh, dub better when he does the uh, when Anderson does the actual it. like when Anderson does the actual psalm. It's actually super cool, right? Yeah, it's really but, well done in the dub. Like the dub, the dub of Helsing is fucking amazing. Well, because yeah. Anyway, <laughs> should do a cast about that. About Helsing, about I'd Helsing. love to do a cast about Helsing one day. And um, so a lot of things do get represented incorrectly, like you know people misquoting things from christianity uh and i i don't really fault them because again it's not something that's big in their society like obviously if you have a population less than three percent that are actually christians a lot of people probably don't know much about christianity and they're they probably just like what are some cool quotes <laughs> for christians like i'm pretty sure they just googled shit like yeah, that like, slapped go it to biblegateway.com <laughs> and just see what they can find yeah, and I would say it's it's, it's just, not it's not limited just to like plot or or dialogue too. It can be uh, like character dress because there's been a history in anime of like nun characters, characters who dress sort of uh, like stereotypical nuns in Catholicism, who yeah. act nothing like a nun would actually act. Yeah, and they, it seems like. <laughs> A lot of anime like to mix up, like, when they call someone a priest, a father, or they call him a, a priest, it's like, well, you know, those are two different types of Christianity that call them two different yeah. things, right? Or and it's like reverend. They, it's like, yeah, or a reverend. Like, they ne- they never say reverend. No, they just because say, I've uh, never seen Chinksama. a Baptist in fucking anime. <laughs> and, you know, maybe this is because of they, they just call him Shinksama, right, which is priest. Mm-hmm. They just call him all priest, technically speaking. Or Bosan. I think Bosan, Bosan, because that's like an old Shinto priest. Oh, just, they sometimes I didn't know that. use for that. I know. I in I I just I I re, I think that because in Dororo earlier this year they used that a lot for a Shinto priest. Hmm. Yeah, I, just I don't know as much Bosan. about that, but it's just interesting that <laughs> it obviously they didn't do that much research. You know, kind of like me <laughs> into their topic, <laughs> but. They still want to use it because they think it's cool and edgy. And it's like, eh, it's a little bit. You kind of got that wrong, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, like I, the, thing, the thing I love. So one of my, uh, an early anime that I watched was um, uh, Chrono Trigger, which is a fucking okay. amazing anime, which everyone should go. Or not, was it Chrono? No, Chrono Crusade? I don't know. Chrono, Chrono Crusade. Chrono Crusade, yeah. Chrono Trigger's a game. Because Chrono, Chrono, yeah, Chrono Trigger's a game. Uh, <laughs> may have had an anime adaptation, I don't know. But no, Chrono Crusade uh, has a nun character in it who fucking blasts people with guns. And I'm thinking, this is not how a nun would act. Yeah. Or like when uh, Wolfgang pulls out his cross yeah. in a trigun. It's like, that's that's not what a priest would do, yeah, father. Yeah, not priestly behavior. That's not very Christian of you, blasting people away with your gun. Yeah, but again, but we see a lot of representation of it, you know, and um, 
I'm trying to think of. Ah, I remember what it was. The um, the spirits of Solomon, for example. Mm. We see that a lot in fantasy magic oriented shows in Japanese media and in, in Japanese animation. Um, we already talked about Fire Force, but there's like Blue Exorcist, for example. Um, Seven Deadly Sins. Yeah. Gabriel Dropout. We're all talking about like Western demons and stuff, and Western, yeah, demons and gods, or even in like a high school DxD, for example. I guess. I mean, to to a certain extent, you can also throw in the devil as a part timer. A small extent. I don't. I don't. Rem- oh yeah, because well, I mean, kind of, but they're not really like that one was pure fantasy. Like obviously, the the devil looks kind of similar to Western devils. Because he has the horns and the hooves and all that mm-hmm. stuff, but they did clarify like it's not actually Western, like it was just a fantasy. Yeah, it's not actually supposed to be fantasy. Lucifer. Yeah, except there was a guy named Lucifer, right? The the was there purple hair guy in in, yeah, in guy. Devil's uh, maybe yeah, I don't purple hair guy so wasn't I he? I don't remember. I swear to God, he was Lucifer. What, like, was he actually called I Lucifer? I don't remember. Anyway. <laughs> I got it. I need to watch. I need to rewatch Devil's Apart Timer now. Apparently, I do too because I feel like wasn't his name actually so- Satan? Satan? I don't, I, like I said it's been too long since I've watched. It. I have to go back and shit. I just I'm gonna eat my words here. You are. I think you know what? I think it was actually Western inspired demons for sure because I'm pretty sure they had demon names. But I mean, Satan. And well, I'm Lucifer. sure. I'm sure someone will set us straight. Well, yeah. Please let me know in the comments how below. wrong we are. Um, yeah, <laughs> how two extremely non-religious people are fucking it all up. <laughs> but, but yeah, Blue Exorcist, Seven Deadly Sins, definitely. Yeah, the spirits of Solomon are definitely a thing. Yeah, it's it, we see a lot of usage of it, like in fantasy magic oriented shows. We don't, it, and it's kind of weird because we never see a cross between the two. Only occasionally we'll see them in like. Twin Star Exorcist, for example, mm. like they obviously have a Buddhist Shinto like exorcism style, but then they also meet people that have Western exorcism styles, exorcism styles, and it's kind of cool, I guess. Oh man! But it's I just thought I, I, that's a that's a movie I'd love to see get an anime adaptation at some point. The Exorcist. Oh, could you imagine that as an anime? That'd be super weird. It'd be super weird, but I th- I'd watch it. I don't know. Maybe. But but yeah. Point being. Point being, in fantasy magic-oriented shows, we see a lot of uses of religion. Mm. Uh, I mainly see a lot that have, you know, Spirits of Solomon type stuff. Where, you know, you've got demons and angels and this... this the I don't remember fight, what the fuck fight, they're called. <laughs> yeah, they just fight each other. And it's just interesting to see that, you know, there's a lot of people who don't know a lot about religion. But they're like, hey, but demons are cool. But they don't stick to just Japanese ones. They are like, fuck it, let's go into Christianity. Hmm. And, like, this is actually Christianity. Like, we actually know, like, from the um, the Spirits of Solomon, from King Solomon, was it the 72 Greater Demons or some shit? Yes. I don't remember that much about it. I'm not that much into the occult, but it's like they they like it because it's it seems like it's from a purely occult aspect. Like, hey, what's a cool thing for demons? And... Unlike, you know, Demon Slayer, for example, is really great, but they have, those demons are not really, like, slated in any reality. Mm. They're kind of just, like, 
they're certainly not their own. They, they certainly don't act and and you know talk as if they're west like the western concept of a demon like yeah the western concept of demon is pure evil you can't reason with them you can't change them you can't no matter how many flashbacks of tragic events that you actually go through with them you're not going to change the fact that they're demons and they want to destroy all human life yeah and it, it's just interesting because like these they, they have so many uses for demons in shows they don't have to be like used for summoning to fight to fight the angels or some shit yeah or like how demons are used in naruto <laughs> they're just sealed inside people to fight yeah but then the uh demons inside of naruto are more based on shinto buddhism That's than true. they are west still a religious like, aspect though yeah but i mean <laughs> i don't really see how you can uh if it's not fantasy magic oriented you really can't insert any of the uh religious stuff anyway true the one thing i love and it's it's more times used for comedy than not is when um anime or manga will try to incorporate an aspect of like a western religion specifically like an actual story from a western Mm -hmm. religion into the canon of their own show the probably the best example of this even though it wasn't meant to be comedy it's really funny in in hindsight is uh how beyblade actually took the story of moses parting the red sea and incorporated (laughs) it into its own lore i remember that and moses parted the red Red sea Sea with a beyblade fucking beyblade Oh, fuck. I forgot all about that. Yeah, like, I don't think it was meant to be used for comedy, but, like, in hindsight, it's really funny. Like, and people might look at that and say, like, oh, that's, like, fucking cultural appropriation or religious appropriation, but no, and it's not really. It's just someone taking an already established aspect of of Christian, in this particular case, Christian lore, and applying it to their own narrative. Yeah. And I think that that shows um, an enormous amount of creativity. Especially when you can do it like that and make it, I don't like I said I don't think it's supposed to be funny, but it fucking is. And another <laughs> one great. that does it a lot is, is Gabriel Dropout. Like I, I don't think you actually like Gabriel Dropout that much, but I may be wrong. Um, but the way it very playfully um, incorporates Christian apocrypha into its story is just really funny. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I don't like Gabriel Dropout because I don't like Gabriel. She sucks. <laughs> She's kind of a shitlord. Um, I like Satania. Satania's Best a girl. level idiot. No bully, please. No, please, no bully, Satania. <laughs> but, yeah, it, I mean, it's really cool. You know, they have the names of the angels, and hmm. you get, they each have an aspect of the angel in their personality, which is cool. Except Gabriel. She's not much of an angel. No, she's kind of a shit angel. Another one is that the the manga Saint Young Men, which takes Jesus and Buddha and makes them roommates, and it <laughs> yeah. it, it just basically takes the established like personality of these two. Um, I guess depending on how you look at it, demigods, um, and like just has fun with it. And there's a lot of people who would maybe like, especially very religious people who would look at that and be offended by it. I'm like why just enjoy it for what it is it's taking something that you happen to really like and having fun with it there's nothing wrong with that i mean so i remember i'm pretty sure that got an anime it got an ova do 
an OVA. And I All right, believe so I'm pretty a sure... movie of some description. <laughs> oh, it actually got an OVA and a movie? No way. It got a, there was, I know that for a fact there was a two-episode OVA. Um, and, yeah, there was a movie back in 2013. It's like an hour-and-a-half-long movie. I don't know if it was a just a movie-fied version of the OVAs. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. But I do know that I personally think the, the St. Young Men or whatever the fuck it was called is it it's obviously supposed to just poke fun of religion Mm -hmm. like it's not really i don't think it's that great of a comedy either because it's it's poking fun of religion you know like i get it if you don't like a religion or you think there are some funny aspects of religion you're entitled to your opinion but you creating content based solely around making fun of the aspects of these religions deities basically their gods or their representatives it's not doesn't make for great comedy in my opinion like in a different aspect like uh in in bakuan when we see harley davidson <laughs> harley davidson we see harley david san and it's literally just jesus that's like the funniest thing in the world to me <laughs> and they don't make fun of you know religion like that it's obviously just a reference to americans who love harleys and they love jesus right so they are kind of poking fun of the American populace. It's kind of, it's kind of a, like a, a statement on how America, some Americans literally deify Harley Davidson. There's also that. I mean, brand loyalty is a thing. But the way that they incorporated Jesus to be Harley Davidson in Bakuan, I thought was a fine mm. way to incorporate the religion. Because it says quite a lot about American culture. But it wasn't anything negative. And they obviously weren't trying to poke fun of us. Yeah, it's not like it's, it's not like saying, "Hey, you're really stupid if you think this is really Jesus." Yeah, but then you know, when in Saint Young Men, it's mm, it's done for shock value eh. for sure. I'm not sure if it's shock value. I think someone thought it was a funny joke in their head, and for some reason, other people thought, "Hey, this is kind of funny." I mean, but maybe to, I, it's just not funny to me. So maybe you know, I'm, I'm obviously biased because I don't think it's good. <laughs> So I, I can't see the good aspects of it. <laughs> um, so you mentioned the seven deadly sins also. Um, I thought, like, that's a, a deeply rooted concept in Christianity, the seven deadly sins. I mean, it's also not the first time that it's been done in anime or manga. I mean, you think back to Full Metal, Full Alchemist, Metal Alchemist, which yep. utilized the seven deadly sins as actual character archetypes. And that was a great representation. Like... You know the whole entire thing about alchemy and the, the philosopher's stone, which that's is a, deeply which rooted. is a sin in Christianity. <laughs> it is, but that's deeply rooted in the medi- medieval ages. Like uh, it, the entire plot line takes place in Europe. Mm. You know, it's not Japan. Yeah, Full Metal Alchemist is not in. It's not. It's not in Japan. There are blondes. Yeah, They're I mean, the, the creator of Full Metal Alchemist has literally said that the characters are meant to be Aryans. Yeah, they're Germans. Yes. Like in the movie after Fumato Alchemist, they were in um They were in Nazi Germany. They were literally in Nazi Germany. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so that to me it's fine because, you know, they're not that the entire plot line takes place in Christianity, mm. right? Like the entire lore of the the Alchemist stone and all that stuff. This takes place in Western culture, and that's why it was cool. It was is used greatly. Or it was used very well. Yeah. I just thought the idea of using this very Christian concept and then uh, uh, dividing that up into actual character archetypes like wrath, like gluttony, lust, greed, I thought it was just brilliant. Yeah. And, I mean, they kind of do that with the seven deadly sins too, except it not – 
to anywhere near as deep a degree. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so I, I feel eh. like so in Full Metal Alchemist, like obviously when we have the seven deadly sins, it's for the main character to fight against the sins, mm-hmm. right? The sins of man. And that makes a great story because, you know, it's a it's a religious story. Yeah. It's man fighting against the seven deadly sins. It's it's quite literally figuratively like the Bible. Yeah, right? <laughs> and the irony of it all is, is he's using something that if he were actually a Christian would get him sent to hell. Exactly. <laughs> he made a deal with the devil, but he did that the minute he tried to fucking bring back their mom. But anyway, spoiler alert, in, it doesn't in, work. Yeah. If you've seen the first 15 minutes of Full Moon Alchemist, you know, it's not a really spoiler. Um, but in, in Seven Deadly Sins, they, I feel like they, the creator of Seven Deadly Sins just was like, hey, you know what would be a cool aspect? If we had the Seven Deadly Sins, but represented by characters. Mm. And I was like, that's kind of a cool concept. And it is kind of in like a, it's a fantasy magic oriented show, obviously, set in I want to say medieval England because they have King Arthur in there. Yeah, I know Arthur is a real person. Um, Merlin's a real person too, actually. Holy shit, I just realized that. Yeah, Arthur. And I Merlin feel like this is supposed this to be in some kind of very like an analog of Great Britain of some ilk. Well, isn't Britannia like an actual? It's it's real. Well, King Arthur's the king of well, like Britain. Well, if you talk about real in our real world, there's a lot of debate as to where, whether King Arthur was a real person. No, but I'm saying in the show. Oh, yes, in the show, yes. Yeah, there's an actual, like, Britain, and he's, like, the king of yeah, it. Yeah, Britannia, I believe it's called, yeah. Britannia. Te- te- definitely not barring that from Code Geass. <laughs> but it's interesting because, you know, in Western religion, we see the seven deadly sins as negatives, mm-hmm. right? And... What's good about what I liked about Seven Deadly Sins, the the anime and the manga, is that they do represent each person as a sin, but it doesn't necessarily mean they're bad. Mm. But they do have neg- negative aspects of their sins. Like, that's really cool. Yeah. King is a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking yeah, hate him King can... so much. Yeah. Uh, he is a piece of shit. Show likes him. <laughs> Uh, of course he does. <laughs> His shit taste. I'm not here to defend himself, but God, he has shit taste in character sometimes. Um, so I, I do. You, you, we've kind of touched on it a little bit, but um, the idea of how religious symbols are used, um, I definitely want to kind of maybe finish up with that because sure. we are kind of running up on time here. Um, <laughs> uh. Specifically, I want to talk about censorship of religious symbols because we haven't really gotten on that. Um, Obviously, Japan is not a place that values political correctness to a large degree, uh, but sometimes they have these moments where they do. And one instance of that in particular that I wanted to highlight was the anime adaptation of Spice and Wolf. Now, Spice and Wolf is a light novel series I fucking love. It's one. It's my favorite light novel series, and Spice the Spice and Wolf anime adaptation is one of my favorite anime ever. Um, but one of the things they did in the anime adaptation is um, when they were animating the show, they actually put a bunch of relig- Christian religious symbols in it. They had like crucifixes. They had. Um, all this like religious symbology and um, 
after all this was animated and, and the art was done and everything, they went back and they thought, eh, probably shouldn't have all this Christian symbology in there and then basically having the main characters point to it and say fucking evil all the time. Um, <laughs> yeah, because there is... well. In the main story of Spice and Wolf, there is a little bit of like, well, these churchgoers, you know, before the reformists came out, they're kind of fucking pieces of shit. Yeah, but and it's, it's made very obviously clear in the in the light novels that the church that's constantly being referenced is the Catholic Church. Yeah, dirtbags. Yeah, um, and <laughs> um, there there's a lot of analogs in what goes on in the story of Spice and Wolf to the Protestant Reformation. Um, mm-hmm. and I mean, for all the talk about Spice World being bad economics, it kind of is, but that's also a plot in the background. Um, and that's what the creator of Spice and Wolf, Isuna Sakura, wanted the, the, the story to kind of be about how, um, that while religions may be just ancient and revered institutions, it doesn't mean that they can't change for the better. Yeah. And that's what ba- the story of Spice and Wolf is about. I just found it really odd that in the anime adaptation, they went to great lengths not only to actually animate this stuff, but then to go in and censor it and take it out. Because like, there's these, there's <laughs> one uh, shot in particular, I think it's either in the second or the third episode of the first season, where um, uh, Holo and Lawrence, the two main characters, are like riding on their cart past a church. And there's this prolonged shot of the top the steeple of the church and you know if you know anything about christian churches you know that at the top of the steeple of every church is typically a crucifix and originally there was a crucifix there but there's like this sustained five to ten second shot at the end of this episode where you can tell there's supposed to be something there but there's just not and it looks so weird to have it hanging on the roof of this <laughs> church that's how this fucking episode ends yeah it's weird to <laughs> Obviously, that's supposed to be an establishing shot of, like, oh, look at the religion. Mm-hmm. And censoring it obviously makes the uh, story not make sense. Like, why Why are you framing this? Yeah. You didn't need a full five, seven seconds of it. Could have glanced at it for three. But, yeah, I think Spice and Wolf is a great parable for the the aspect of ancient religion not being able to change and how change sometimes is good because, you know, that's basically what it's about for Holo. And... Uh, I think that the author set, you know, it's set in that time very deliberately. Uh, I think that, you know, this is history. This actually happened before the reformists were like, before Martin Luther gave you 94 reasons or 93 reasons why. 73. So I don't, I don't remember the number. 73 theses. <laughs> the 73 reasons why, yo, your fucking religion sucks. We out. Peace. And um, I, I had no idea that Martin Luther was hanging around with the, like a half wolf deity. I did not know yeah, that was exactly. a true aspect of this whole story. But it's it's obviously very deliberate that the author chose it to be in that timeline. And I think that for that reason, it shouldn't be censored. Like, this is real history just because this is a, obviously a fantasy story. But the setting makes sense and it helps aid the story along. Yeah. And, I mean, come on, man. You can't just pay money and get into heaven. Come on, dude. Yeah, well, just ask some of the characters in Spice and Wolf. They'll say different. Yeah, but I mean, I get that it's a very political thing, but we don't believe in that anymore anyway, right? I'm pretty sure most common churches don't think you can buy your way into heaven anymore. Uh, not going to go there. 
Yeah, I don't know that much either. Um, but it, it is it is really interesting because it's one of the one of the I have many criticisms of the Spice Wolf anime adaptation, but that's definitely one of the bigger ones about how they just it, it really takes away from the story when you take away take out all the symbology that was already there. It takes just a little bit out of the story. It, it certainly it, it it makes it way difficult, mo- way more difficult to suspend your disbelief. Yeah. And which is something that I, if they ever do an anime adaptation of the new, like the sequel light novels, uh, Wolf and Parchment, which is pretty much all about religion. I don't know how they're going to get around that. Well, they probably won't get an anime. It's fine. Yeah, I know. Probably. You're probably right. Why do you got to bring me down like this, man? <laughs> hey, man, I'm a realist. <laughs> I just, I, I couldn't think of any other, it was the, like the biggest example of like a censorship of a religious symbol that I could find. I'm sure there are others. Um, throughout the you know history of anime and manga, I just that's by far the biggest one that I know of, and probably one of the only ones that I know of offhand. Well, I don't really think it's censorship for the rest of my examples, because again, it just seems like they didn't do enough research to actually like distinguish between religions, mm. and they obviously didn't like not include crosses and stuff in certain animes and manga. Because they were like, oh, we want to censor it. We don't want to offend the Christians. I'm pretty sure they just did it because they're like, well, this is supposed to be a medieval setting. And most people in the medieval settings are Christians. And that they're just going to add just enough to make it believable. But not enough to like actually talk about religion in this entire society. Yeah. That's just how I think it's like. Or they just put it across it because they think it looks cool. Yeah, I mean, crosses are pretty cool, man. That's Evangelion in a nutshell. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah uh, yeah it's religion and anime I, you know what I thought this was going to be a much more like divisive topic but it wasn't although it hasn't gone out yet we'll see how that goes <laughs> I, yeah, I could I, be putting the cart before the horse I'm pretty sure I think it was show that wanted to do this topic I think he just wanted to talk about uh, the cool ass clothes that they use in Fire Force yeah um, I think actually a lot of this came from us us talking about Fire Force and like the the aesthetics of Fire Force. Oh yeah, it's very pleasing, and it has the whole Vatican like look. And yeah, like, Smaki is cool. very aesthetically pleasing. <laughs> but it was just like like on their uh, uniforms in Fire Force. Right before we're about to sign off, we want to talk about yeah. Fire let's Force. talk about Fire. They Force have crosses and stuff. Yeah, no, I'm not going to talk about it for 15. It's just that, interestingly enough, their uniforms have Christian designs on them mm-hmm. to protect them from the fire demons and or the, whatever the fuck they're called. The, um, fuck, the, um, what's the priest character's called name? I forgot. I don't know. I don't watch Fire fuck Force, it, I forgot a name. God damn it. I just watched the newest episode like two days ago. Um, the nun? Yeah, what's her fucking name? Anyway, the fucking nun character, know. like the, the fact that she wears a nun outfit, and there's like an entire like division of these these nuns, these these like a religious order that's grown up around these fire demons. Yeah, I, it's just it's very interesting. It's another like it's a it's somewhat of an aesthetic aspect, but it, it also works its way into being a uh, narrative aspect, which is it's really cool. If only the story were better. <laughs> Yeah, but anyway, thank you all there for dropping in to listen to us. We hope you enjoyed it because we sure enjoyed bringing this to you. If you want to check out previous episodes of the podcast, you can find us on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify. 
If you want to keep up with what we're doing, you can join us on Discord, Facebook, Twitter, or our website. Shoot us an email if you have any questions or if you have ideas for topics you'd like for us to talk about in the future. Links to all these things will be down below in the description. As always, I have been your host, Alex, and I will see you next time. Say goodnight, John. Seven apples on a witch's tree. With seven, seven seeds to plant seeds inside, to plant of, inside me. of me. In springtime, I springtime grew a magic song. Skipping along. I sang the I song sang the to song everyone. To everyone. <laughs> that song was oh, written yeah. by a woman high on ecstasy. <laughs> Still a good song. It is. <laughs> good night. Good night. Come on!